Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, May 12th. This is the Most Podcast. Welcome back to the show. This is Chris and, of course, I always know when I go outside during this kind of year that I cannot do it for any extended period of time without taking like Zyrtec. Pardon doesn't do anything for me, so I have to take Zyrtec. I went to one of the kids' baseball games today, and I swear to God, from the moment I sat down until the end of the game, I didn't stop sneezing, and my eyes were just like leaking, itching, itching. I'm absolutely miserable. But then I got ice cream. So. <laughs> Like a good boy. Mommy, mama got me some ice cream. So. Hey, that, that, uh, I know that's miserable. I'm very fortunate not to have that reaction, but I, I know the feeling because I have a specific like allergy that comes up in, in certain places, and it just hits you just like that. So if that happened to me as often as this, for people that are dealing with these, uh, the, you know, pollen and yeah. other weather conditions that are well, contributing factors. That's miserable. And I never had allergies until I moved to Frederick, Maryland in 2013. <laughs> I, mean, I grew up here, so maybe I was used to, you know, uh, the pollen. Yeah, yeah. Probably true. I mean, you kind of born with them. You know, that's what I say, like, you should, uh, you should use, like, uh, what is it, uh, local honey. Uh, or because the honey is in the from the area that you that you're in, so it has those natural um, things in them that will help uh, will help you with the work and stuff. So. I understand honey's got some pretty amazing qualities. Yeah. actually. So yeah. it's under underutilized. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it's been a freaking. Just a bizarre week to me. I mean, we've had a couple of really big things happen. Uh, one, obviously, Title 42 went away uh, yesterday. Uh, I'm not sure they really got the... Uh, well, they certainly didn't get the mad dash for the border that they thought that they were going to get. Having said that, uh, it sounds like the amassing of people in Mexico at the border um, is really ramping up. And, of course, you know, just because we didn't get the mad rush uh, doesn't mean that uh, the numbers that they are encountering have gone down. Of course not. They've still yeah. gone up, just not to the level yet, I keyword yet, uh, that they said they were, they were expecting. So uh, I think in the next week, and it's going to depend a lot on what uh, Governor Abbott down in Texas does because, you know, but for him having the National Guard out there with actually putting razor wire yeah. across the the uh, American side of the border in these crossing areas, we probably would have gotten the rush. Yeah. Um, but so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, of course, the notebook or the binder whatever her name is this week, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, KJP, KJP um, you know, I, she was on TV today and she, of course she got asked a hundred times about it and, you know, same, same bullshit, same, Oh, we've been planning for this. We've been planning for this event for months and, you know, we're, we're doing everything. We're, we're trying to use all the tools that we have to, to make sure. Well, 
here's my question here and i don't know maybe you can answer this maybe i'm just missing something but i can answer it as well as she would answer it. well that's easy <laughs> <laughs> that's simple um but my I guess my question is is congress didn't pass anything border related under trump okay when trump was in office congress passed no bill he signed nothing into law uh about immigration but our numbers were significantly lower the lowest in in i think since they started recording them so well it didn't well yeah i guess i don't know what exactly happened as far as like um legislation but like because didn't daca change well daca was daca pertains to people that were already, already in here. the country yeah. so uh, yeah, but I'm just talking about like how it impacts immigration and because of the way that I think what you're getting to is like the difference between Biden. And well, my I guess I guess I'm bringing it up because her excuse, mm -hmm. uh, KJP's excuse is Congress needs to act. Congress needs to act. That's why we're in the mess we're in. But just four years ago. Congress hadn't acted. I, Congress hadn't done anything different than they're doing right I'm now. I'm real curious what they want them to accomplish. Like, what are they? What are they saying needs to happen? Do we need? Are they talking about they want to secure the border? Yes. Well, that's funny because how long did they fight against the <laughs> border? I know. Oh, now it's the Congress's yeah. fault for not yeah. securing the border. The, the White House administration has been behind securing right. the border right the whole time. Yeah. Uh, that's insanity. Um, so I, I just, I just, I guess, you know, but no, but the thing is, is like n nobody in the media, you know, they sit there in the white house press room and they have an opportunity to ask these questions and then no one ever asked that question. Well, the last president had a Congress that did nothing, passed no legislation, uh, did nothing for, yeah. to affect immigration. And the numbers were X. You guys have been here for two years. Congress hasn't acted, but our numbers are X. So what's the difference between the previous administration with very low numbers and this administration with very high numbers when Congress hasn't acted under either president? I just don't get I don't get why they keep using that as their excuse. It's obvious that you don't that a president doesn't need Congress yeah. to make something happen. Now, you know, of course, they won't acknowledge the fact that on day one, uh, Biden canceled, you know, what, four or five policies yeah. that directly <laughs> exactly. affected right. what, what's happening at the border. Um, so, I, you know, obviously we know what the answer is. Um, one person is very strong on the border and the other one wants open borders. Right. And it's not even just about the border. It's all the, the benefits and mm -hmm. support that they get, the lack of, uh, uh, of actual repercussions yeah. when they're here. Um, and the worst cases that they they get shoved back out eventually but it's so easy for them to get back here well and that was the amusing thing to me today too because now all of a sudden like within the last <clears throat> 24 hours now all of a sudden mayorkas is all about sending people back home they showed two planes today where they were they had a bunch of uh illegals in handcuffs marching them up on a plane to fly them back to i think guatemala yeah now all of a sudden that's where they want to fly them instead of, 
you know, at three o'clock in the morning to upstate New York or at two o'clock in the morning to, you know, somewhere in Chicago or to, you know, uh, the, the, the mystery planes that we've had landing at random airports across this country uh, over the last two years at one, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you know, they're 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 the of course, the media is right there. Oh, look, he's sending them home. He's kicking, you know, he's kicking them out. We're. We're not playing this game. And you get Mayorkas, whose dumb ass is down there uh, or out there saying, uh, oh, we're going to, you know, we're, we're, the border is secure and we're going to, no, it's not. No, it's not, you dumb ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, they go, but we're too stupid because we just believe what we're told. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. The bottom line is the border needs to be actually secured. Yeah. Um, it causes so many other issues. Um, People like Biden and and former President Obama, mm -hmm. they like to tout that they probably uh, uh, deported more more immig immigrants mm -hmm. than anybody else. They probably have, but they've also allowed allowed way <laughs> more than anybody else. Yeah. It's kind of like Biden saying he's creating jobs, right? Yeah, <clears throat> dude. Um, yeah. So, but there, it's uh, it's about incentive too. Like mm -hmm. I think I think it was Donald Trump that just mentioned it, but he was talking about. Um, house or maybe I don't know. Like I said, I, mean, I listen to so many I know, podcasts all over the stuff. place. <laughs> but um, uh, when families were quote unquote separated at the border, yeah, you know that was also a de incentivizer for people to 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 try to be coming in here illegally. Yeah, because if they they get separated and that impacts their situation, um, you know, just any any of these other incentives that um, well, and of course uh the big news uh and i actually just heard it for the first time today i don't know when it was actually made public but uh we had a juvenile uh illegal immigrant die in federal custody oh really on the 7th of may how'd that happen well amazingly you never hear about it because i can tell you under the last president when Ever there was even the hint that somebody might even potentially die. It was all over every major network, uh, all day, every day. And uh, uh, KJP, you know, when she was asked about that today, and her answer was, "Well, I won't speak to anything when there's an ongoing investigation." Well, you didn't fucking care, right? When you know you didn't care about any investigation, you know, three years ago, four years ago, you didn't care. Uh, now all of a sudden it's uh well we got uh, it's ongoing investigation. Any any reason for her to not speak about something <laughs> is what she goes for. Like because even when she tries to speak, she doesn't uh, say she, anything. She's just as bad as Biden when it comes to talking. And doesn't do anything. Which is why they're a match made in heaven. <laughs> it, it's awful. Um, yeah, her and Kamala and and uh, speaking of her, I'm glad you brought. I almost forgot she existed. Because uh, one, oh, when was the last time we heard from her? I've heard her nonsense. But two, isn't she the border czar? Yeah. Isn't she the one in charge of the border? So why isn't she out front and center? Uh, why isn't she down in El Paso? Why isn't she down in Brownsville? Why isn't she down in any of these areas, uh, you know, giving a press conference saying, don't cross the border. You're not going to be able to stay. No, you're the, she's the border czar. Yeah. She was put in charge of it. Nothing. I, I I don't know. I think she's accomplishing accomplishing just about as much as she truly wants to. Well, that's true. Um, I mean, yeah. 
so anyway, uh, we'll see what happens over the next. Uh, again, I think a big part of it is going to be what uh, Governor Abbott, not the federal government, what uh, Governor Abbott decides to do and how long um, he decides to maintain a uh, National Guard presence mm -hmm. down there to uh, to to quell this thing. Um, and, you know, if that's a week, uh, I would expect that shortly thereafter, when that Constantine wire is picked up, that uh, the flow is going to come. Um, well, hopefully it all remains in place. Um, yeah. Realistically, like whatever they can do as a deterrence, if they set up guard posts that look no. like they're going to shoot on site, <laughs> like, I mean, hey, that might be a little deterrence. Um, yeah. Something. But yeah, that, that which is hopefully those actions that were taken are what have contributed to yeah. not having the major rush that that was expected. Um, so that's fortunate, but I mean, the reality is the border crisis was, was a serious crisis prior to the expiration of title 42. Sure. There were still massive amounts of illegal immigrants coming in every day yep. and it's still, and so that's not going to change. Well, and the thing is, is the president mm -hmm. still had the authority to do things before title 42 ever came about. He had title eight, which Trump used prior to co title 42 is simply a medical emergency right. uh, provision that was put in place. So prior to COVID uh, eight has been there, I guess forever. Um, and so, he had he had things that he could do already, regardless of Title Forty Two, but obviously wasn't following them. Obviously didn't care, and that was pretty much the motive. Uh, and did he get rid of the like remain in Mexico? Yeah, that was one of the policies he got rid of. He got rid of remain in Mexico. He terminated the uh, any more building of any barrier. Um, there's a couple more. How the the detaining policy. Uh, the detainment policies that were in place. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, but none of those matter because we were going to, this was going to happen regardless. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. and now it's no. such a big deal to secure the border. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So how, how, how the winning argument <laughs> shifts, Yeah, you know? Well, and now of course it, it goes right back to the same thing with the, the whole defund the police thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Democrats were defund the police, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. Oh, shit, there's an election. Fund the police, fund the police, fund the police. Republicans, why are you saying defund yeah. the police? And that, now it's the border secure, the border secure, the border secure. Oh, my God, we got big issues at the border. Uh, we need to secure the border. We're going to deport people. We're going to Republicans what, stop trying to stop us uh, from doing what we need to do at the border and pass legislation. Like like the. <laughs> Republicans are for keeping the border open, right? In any way, right? And and so here here's my here's my pushback to KJP and Biden and Mayorkas and all these guys. The Republican-led House has passed a bill. Mm -hmm. It is now in the hands and the responsibility of the Democrat-led Senate, yeah. who has not taken action on it. This is the way this normally works. The House passes a bill. It goes to the Senate. The Senate is supposed to, if, if this is what they want to do, because Schumer's in charge, he, he is completely in charge of the agenda mm -hmm. of the Senate. 
He takes that legislation. He get, walks his happy little ass over to the White House. <laughs> he sits down with Joe in the hoe. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, they go through it. They make the changes that that they want to see. They come back. They either vote on it in the Senate and see if it passes, mm-hmm. or they go back. They get with the my, uh, with the uh, Speaker of the House and say, "Look, this is what we th- this is what the President's comfortable signing. Can we can we negotiate the differences between the two bills?" They either say yes, they say no, they negotiate, they try to get to a place where they can pass it. Schumer hasn't even taken it up. So for 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 you Dems to say that, oh, the Republican House needs to, do, they've already done their job. They've already passed something. Whether you like it or not, it's already been passed. So it's the onus is on you, Chuck Schumer, and you, Senate Democrats, to now decide what you want to do so and i wish i wish on in on this instance and on that topic alone i wish to hell i was in the white house press because every single time she makes that comment not one of them brings that up not one of them brings up the fact that the house already passed something Hmm. not even fox news brings that up Hmm. why i don't know but they I, i mean it's very obvious to me that that would be as soon as she says that, that's my most next yeah. natural question. I don't know what the political climate, I guess, in there is because they probably have limited opportunities for pushback. Like, I mean, I know they can and they do a little bit, but well, it didn't be, stop. That didn't, didn't stop Jim Acosta yet. when President Trump was in there when that's he true. would stand up and get on his soapbox for twenty minutes. That's true. Couldn't so, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> I mean, limitations are in there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, moving on, we'll, we'll see what happens with the border. But my my suspicion is, is uh, even though we didn't get the rush yesterday or, or today, even that I'm aware of up till this point, um, as soon as there is any appearance of uh, back down of, of what's set up right now, it's going to come because the amount of people that are, are waiting on the banks of the other side right now yeah. uh, are astronomical. Yeah. Um, so um, the the last number I heard yesterday afternoon was they're estimating that there's already sixty thousand sitting over there. Should mention too how this plays into not only just like the 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 negative aspects of illegal immigration, mm-hmm. um, not just a damage on our economy, but it's also a major threat. It's major threat, as in the the endless amount of drugs, yeah. especially fentanyl yeah. that comes across the border in in that manner, um, is super dangerous to everybody, especially children. You know, there are young uh, young folks around the country. Um, well, they had they had not too long ago they had a congressional hearing, uh, and they had the Republicans in the House invite Jim Jordan, I think it was Judiciary, um, invited the parents of these kids who have bought these, you know, what they thought were like oxycodone or whatever online uh, through Snapchat, I think. Um, and they ended up getting like fentanyl pills and, and dying from it. Uh, and, and quite frankly, the response from the Democrats sitting on that committee was, was the most bizarre thing you know, of course, every one of them said, oh, you know, we're really sorry about what happened. But not one of them, 
not one of them was willing to acknowledge that uh, not even that, you know, their democratic policies are the ones that are creating this, uh, but they wouldn't even acknowledge that there was an, uh, an increase fentanyl problem. I, I swear every, every conversation with any of the, the major leftists, it, there's no, again, uh, honesty, like actual genuine honesty coming from them. Um, and they want to turn everything <clears throat> into like, why are you so racist? Yeah. 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 Like what? The, I can't believe you're bringing that up. That's racist. Or they just beat around the bush and they don't actually right. address the issue. And well, and there are some what about ism while well, this has to do with whatever happened before. And we're not. So no, address the actual issue. Yeah. Be honest and genuine yeah. and, and admit when you made a mistake. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to just say, you know, you were wrong and everything you did was wrong, but acknowledge that, that, this is the situation right and this is what we this is our goal this is what we're going to do and mm -hmm. it doesn't have it have to do with race right or, well but when that's all you've got that's all i mean got. that's all they got and and, and i've said it before you know you know calling somebody a racist or calling somebody a phobe whatever phobia you <laughs> yeah, want right? whatever phobia pick you want to pick today um you know the intention of that is to stop the conversation in its tracks because once you call somebody a racist, it's de it derails the conversation. It, it, you now, now a person feels like they have to defend themselves right. against and that allegation. That's all it is. It's, yeah. it's the intent of gaining the moral superiority right. in, the, in the conversation. Uh, it's their virtue signal. They get the claim, right. I am better than you right. because you're the racist. Right. And so... I, let's establish that right now. <laughs> well, I was actually in a, uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of funny where you started talking about that because it, it brought to my, I don't know if you saw me smirk a minute ago, but I, I, it reminded me, of course I was online trolling. Um, but it reminded me of a, a conversation that I was in with one of these, the uh, lefties, uh, the other day where same thing, you know, you're racist, you're, blah, blah, blah. And I asked him, I said, well, let me, you know, they were talking about systemic racism, which you don't hear a lot about anymore. Surprisingly, that's kind of, that whole systemic racism thing's kind of gone away. Uh, but there's still a few out there. Um, and he, he said, uh, he said something about uh, the laws in America are systemically racist. I go, well, I'm glad you said that because I've wanted the answer to this question. I'm like the congressional black caucus. I think there's 32 members mm. roughly. Uh, fluctuates, I think, but you know, that's, that's generally more than I thought. That's uh, generally about the because it, it, I think it counts the House and Senate, um, minus the Republicans because apparently they're not allowed to join it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think they've been excluded in the past. <laughs> yeah, um, but so it the has to be the right kind of black. <laughs> yeah, so the Congressional Black Caucus. My question was. You know, you claim that the system and the laws are systemically racist. The Congressional Black Caucus has been around for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So are those members racist? Because they write the laws, they vote on the laws, yeah. and they get the laws, or they write the bills, they vote on the bills, and they get the bills up to the president to sign to become right. law. And same thing, so... Yeah. Uh, are you saying that the congressional black caucus members are racist? Cause they're obviously part of the systemic systems that we have because they control them. 
And I got, of course, I got at that point, that's when I got the spoken like a true racist. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, of course, that's what you're going to say, because you have nothing that's else. It's funny because it, it's just the infinite regress because it's it, it always turns into, oh, admit that you're yeah, you're white, my you're white racist. privilege, my yeah, white privilege. So it's it all comes back to the the roots of white supremacy. <laughs> Everything has to do what they what are the ridiculous things they come up with nowadays that they're just like traffic is racist yes it's all whatever st crazy stuff like that yeah so we've gotten math to, we've gotten to the point that everything is racist yep. so nothing's racist i was gonna no? say yeah. if everything's racist exactly. nothing's racist everything's racist so now nothing's racist right there's right. no such thing yeah must not exist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm let's, still let's just go ahead and admit, well okay, and i ask him all the racist. time i ask him all the doing? time too when i'm trolling one of the other things i always ask him is where are, where do these where do these big groups of white supremacists hang out Seriously, how many have you met? I mean, not that I go out and look for them, but at the same time, if they're as prevalent as uh, most of these morons would have you believe, I would think that I came across like, you know, a flyer or uh, an Internet post, a Facebook post, uh, some sort of online post saying, hey, we're the white supremacists. Um, we're meeting at... You know, we're having our white supremacist barbecue uh, at this location on this day. Uh, but I, I just don't I don't see it. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure where. I think it's Antifa. Uh, it, yeah. I, I, I wonder if they have barbecues. And I don't <laughs> and I don't mean the federal buildings they try to burn down. I mean, like, actual barbecues. <laughs> yeah. um, I, so I, I just it amazes me. That, that so many people still to this day buy in to the Democrat bullshit. The, and, you know, their scare tactics, of course. I mean, we've talked about it before where they've, they've urbanized these communities where they've been in complete control for decades. Um, and this is all that they've heard. This is all that they've been told. The Democrats are here to help you. The Democrats are here. But every four years those communities are still in the same place they were the four years before, regardless of who is in power, White House, Congress, whatever. And that their situation never changes. I mean, has their situation, I, mean, I, I can't say it's never changed because they are marketably better or marketly, not marketably, marketly market, better. Yeah, market, market. Yeah. Marketly. Jeez, now I'm... <laughs> I want to make sure we're grammatically Markedly, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, marketly better uh, than they were, you know, pre-1970. Mm -hmm. um, but they still believe that they... I mean, they still believe that the Democrats are their fucking saviors. Just, yeah, and I just mind. don't get it. I don't get... And I guess I can't understand it because... Mm. Again, I, I mean, I truly believe that that's all they hear. They don't hear any outside opinions in those echo chamber cities uh, other than what their masters yeah. want want them to hear. So I just always want to ask the question is which side is seems to be obsessed with race? Yeah, well, right? that's and easy. That that right. That, that's all they talk about mm -hmm. um, race or some other kind of gender ideology whatever it is some identity politics that's right. all it's about yeah. and then and then they just indoctrinate kids because then that's all they talk about the kids is how they're victims 
and based on based on their identity right. and stop, right. stop. well and they don't have and you know i, I right you can't blame you can't blame the kids until they're adults because then you know supposedly you know they go off to college they leave those inner city areas they go off to college they maybe hear different perspectives and all that but they're getting it in school they're getting it at home uh you know they're getting it from all generations of their well i hear college families. i hear college students these young impressionable mm -hmm. kids because they're they never really got to mature at right. the, at, during their high school years because they've always been coddled and babied i say yep. that all the time yep. so they're still young and immature but they're going to universities yep. and their college students are saying I didn't know about this until I got here. Right. And now I found out I'm racist. Right. And now and right. I'm buying into this gender. I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize that. Yeah. And so now I, I need to repent and, yeah. and apologize to every black person I see. I and and we need to pay them all $1.2 million right. in reparations. Yeah. That's going to work really well. It makes total sense. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of that, we've talked about the whole California reparations thing before. Well, Gavin had some bad news today. What's that? So Gavin Newsom, I'm sure most of you know who that moron is, the uh, governor of California. Uh, they were anticipating that California was running a deficit of 22 million, maybe billion, but I think million. Uh, well, they were that would be pretty much even. They I, were I a like little. It's... They were a little off. It's actually 32. Not oh. 22. Oh, then it must be billion. Uh, it might be. Let me see. I, I think I have it up here. You're talking about the entire state? Yeah. Uh, sure let's see. Sure Where's Gavin? Is, is... Pretty sure I had this on here somewhere. Um, <laughs> That guy. Yeah, because even like the economy of San Francisco. Yeah, as uh, in the millions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it probably is billion. But yeah. anyway, it was 10 million or billion more than uh what they had originally anticipated I mean, no so. surprise there and it's only going to get worse because they, they've been bankrupt for a while who knows what what other um you know how they're being uh saved or, or um... yeah, i must have closed it um ooh. That was a nasty. Oh, there it is. California governors announced staggering deficit, billions more than anticipated. So, thirty-two billion, a thirty-two billion dollar deficit, but you're still going to pay. Uh, yeah, let's commit. You're still going to pay one point two million dollars to every have. black. Sounds good. I mean, cause, <laughs> hey, we don't have it anyway, so let's just uh, create more. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I just thought you you said that, and it made me instantly think <laughs> of that. That story that I was reading earlier. Uh, all right, we're going to move on. We're moving on to... This fires me up. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. This fires me up because everyone knows who Alvin Bragg is. Alvin Bragg is a DA in New York. The you know quintessential political district attorney. Uh, I thought that, uh, and I can't even remember her name, the DA that was in... Uh, chicago who was running the whole jesse smollett thing and let him off initially and then she i think she got ousted or she or she got overruled by uh the state's attorney or something uh, uh who who actually charged him um i thought she was bad alvin bragg is 
probably the worst DA. Well, the other DA that was bad was the the Los Angeles or San Francisco DA that actually got recalled. Mm-hmm. And his, his recall actually, he actually got kicked out because uh, he got recalled. Um, and he was bad. But California, you expect that. Uh, New York, you expect it to an extent. But what Alvin Bragg is doing is probably the biggest insanity uh, that I've seen from somebody who's quasi- supposed to be the senior law enforcement official in the city or in that place. If you remember a couple months ago, he uh, charged an 86-year-old man for shooting a guy who broke into his house in the middle of the night or whatever, and he shot and killed him and he charged him. And then, of course, he got a bunch of pressure to drop it and he dropped the charges. Mm. Um, then, of course, you've got the the Donald Trump uh, fiasco where, you know, f- the federal government, his prior boss, and even him when he was not the boss, uh, declined to prosecute. But as soon as he gets the job, you know, and he what he ran on was I'm going to get I'm going to get Trump. Um he brings up the same case with no additional uh, information or no additional evidence that we that we're aware of that anyone's aware of, uh, and he goes ahead and charges him, sends him through a grand jury and charges him. Uh, I think that's still pending. We haven't heard anything about that that I'm aware of, uh, and I, I actually think that maybe next week or maybe the week after is like the next time they have to appear or whatever. Uh, so that's bad enough. Well, now we've got this Marine. Last name's Penny. Riding the subway. Uh, crazy dude on there, basically making threats, saying he doesn't care whether he lives or dies, doesn't care you know, if he goes to jail, doesn't care. He wants shit, and, and he's... He says he's ready to die. He's ready to die. He's verbally assaulting people, which potentially they believe, most of the people on there believe, is going to result in physical harm to somebody because he's going batshit crazy on the subway. So this Marine decides, and it's not just the Marine. The Marine, I think, he's the one who took him down. Yeah, no, there was three people that were involved in restraining and stopping this individual. So he takes, so Penny, the Marine, and I think the the kid who died's name is Neely. Was it Jordan or Jacob? Something Neely. Um, So Penny takes him down, puts him in a chokehold, chokes, I guess chokes him out. Uh, To the praise, to the praise of every other person, of every other person on that train. Right. They all thanked him. And, And we're not talking like a whole bunch of white people on there praising him for doing what he did. I mean, you're talking, uh, I think today uh, another witness came forward and she's a 68 year old black woman who went out and said, no, I actually went up to him afterwards and thanked him mm-hmm. for doing what he did to, to protect us. But Alvin Bragg, what does Alvin Bragg do? Yep. That's right. Doesn't send it to a grand jury. Just charges him with, uh, I can't even remember what he charged him with. Uh, Second degree, not homicide. What's the one that starts with an M? Manslaughter. Oh, oh. Charges him with second degree manslaughter. 
for this kid dying. Now, of course, this kid, you know, and listen, I get, you know, if that happened to a member of my family, I would, I would be upset. I, I absolutely believe that. But I'm also, so, I'm also a realist and would understand knowing the history of that particular individual. Mm -hmm. It one, it wouldn't shock me. And two, I would be really, really careful about going out there and dying on my sword in defense of this person. Yeah. This guy's been arrested 40 plus times before. And the, we're not talking like uh, minor arrests. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one of them was he either did or threatened to punch like a 67, 68 year old woman in the face. Yeah. Uh, he has assault charges, uh, robbery. Um, uh, he has a bunch of charges or uh, he has a bunch of past charges. Why isn't this guy in jail? He's on the New York, New York yeah, city. I mean, uh, oh, th yeah. That, that speaks to a larger issue. And I certainly was going to get to that, but, but it all falls under the same thing. You got DA Bragg, who's not putting these people in jail. Well, right. And so he, but he's listening to the political, you know, powerhouses that are, pressuring him to say oh you need to charge this guy with murder or right whatever, because uh that's exactly what this is so he's buckling to that um it is disgusting and just to be clear just because somebody has 44 prior arrests doesn't mean they deserve to die no nobody has right. said that right and anybody who claims that that's what the right wing conservative right. people whatever are saying right is false that's right not they're full of shit saying all it does is it it speaks to the validity that this guy was presenting as dangerous right. and and people felt the need to take right. action it wasn't like nobody was there looking just randomly went and physically attacked somebody which hmm interesting there's a pretty much a similar lack of a lack of similar outrage in february when the uh when the homeless white man was completely executed in st louis by right. a black man right sat there the the dude stands behind this guy who's just mm -hmm. the a homeless white, white homeless guy. guy sitting on a curb black dude sits there for like five minutes and loads a handgun pistol right on the street in right the middle of the, middle of the day street. and once he finally gets ready executes the guy yeah, right in the head for no reason and no where outrage. and where and today's the first time i've ever heard of that <laughs> yeah i just uh it showed this to chris prior to this i mean yeah you why is there no outrage yeah. over that yeah and no there's no protest there's no screaming and yelling there's no and, and you know it goes to the other thing too penny like you know, penny, yeah. uh you know uh trump they made sure the media was there to watch him go in and out of the courthouse. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the uh, embarrassment factor. Right. Right. Uh, Penny today in handcuffs. Media's all over it. There in and out of the car. Haven't heard shit about this guy in St. Louis. Yeah. Where, where was yeah. Where was all the pomp and circumstance, you know, in the media on the court steps waiting for him to not, come in? Not the right narrative. Didn't That's see why, it. Like, there's all kinds of ridiculous cases in New York. Uh, yeah. These subway instances yeah. uh, of of racism coming from black people. Yeah. I mean, it's it. 
and and it's probably even racist against black people well most of the time I mean, yeah like, black on black crime yeah is... yeah maybe racism isn't the best term in that case but like the insanity there's been dozens of people shoved in front of trains or, right or yeah at least pushed the, down on the tracks. On tracks yeah yeah and what i yeah. mean how is there no outrage for the craziness and that's and so when you brought up the 44 arrests and the and the massive amount of ins, insane people like literally insane people right that are there and they're proving to be that what and i don't care uh i don't know the reasons why they're not in jail they should be in jail or some sort of there needs to be a threshold mm -hmm. to be putting these people to lock them up and and if it's in a treatment center if it's in a in a sane asylum well that's the problem we've gotten away the the i think it was in the 80s maybe late 80s maybe early 90s they did away with there's no such thing as an insane asylum anymore yeah i know because uh, you yeah there's there are only what like rehab centers or right because you can't be involuntarily right committed which that's a huge mistake especially yeah. nowadays when we when we have probably in the in the worst mental health crisis we've ever been in um yeah. that and that needs to change because these people need help in a lot of cases yeah. or they just need to be cared for and taken out of the public right because they are like this guy they're a menace to society <laughs> absolutely 100 that's what he was i mean you can't be without being arrested i mean being arrested 44 times you can't not be a menace to society right what yeah what's the threshold why are you not <laughs> taking care of your people it's not like you're one you need to take care of this guy because he's obviously he's obviously got issues yeah and take care of your public why are you forcing the public to be well and what is this what is this all over the place? what does this show what what message does charging this guy with manslaughter with manslaughter charges what does that tell the community at large one it tells criminals that pretty much you're going to be able to get away with whatever the hell you want yeah. and the reason is is because as a result of this i'm not stepping on a subway in new york or i'm not i'm not going to step up in a subway during a situation right and and you can't and try anything. to take care of it because I'm not going to jail for your ass. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, you're, you know, the message is very clear that the criminals have the power under Bragg. Uh, and, and, you know, good luck, New York. I mean, this is what you elected. This is what you voted for. Um, and you continue to do so regardless of how bad it gets. I mean, you have a dumbass mayor who uh, I don't, Adams, I don't even know what the hell that guy now, Obviously, he, he's kind of changing tune a little bit over the last week or so because of this illegal immigration stuff mm -hmm. that's now flowing into his sanctuary city that he wanted so yeah. badly. Yeah. Um, uh, but now he's starting to change his tune on that. But as far as the crime and stuff goes, uh, he, he and he used to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, you know, he could care less. He could care less about the crime. So you get what you 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 get what you what you buy or what you pay for mm -hmm. and what you guys paid for was these morons with these policies making these decisions that are destroying your city so yeah it's whatever i uh, think we're gonna see mass exodus i mean i think mm -hmm. people, a lot of people have already flee yeah. fleeing these cities yeah 
for many reasons, it, even just the poor economy. Yeah. Um, well, the taxes alone. But it's dangerous. Like, it's only getting worse. Nobody wants to live amongst these. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can't go out on the street. There's homeless yeah. people just everywhere. Uh, it's not safe. Yeah. Kids, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine sending my kids out and about, even just going from place to place. It's just craziness. Like, And so I just hope that they realize why they're leaving those places and don't turn wherever they go into the same thing. Yeah. So, so funny enough, a, a story just popped up uh, at eight o'clock tonight. We were talking about the whole California reparations uh, thing. Well, a uh, California lawmaker has just come out and uh, warned black residents to be realistic on reparations. <laughs> checks, seven figure checks are just not happening. So now you're going to hear the uproar, you know, and we've said it before. Gavin Newsom is going to run for president, whether he does it this time against Biden uh, or if Biden drops out or whatever, uh, or next time Gavin Newsom's goal is to run for president of the United States. So this is obviously uh, a political topic that he's going to try to use to garner votes across the nation, mm -hmm. because if they believe he can do it in California, they're going to believe he can do it in Detroit. They're going to believe he can do it in New York City or in New York. They're going to believe he can do it anywhere if he's the president. So it's to garner votes. But now realism, re reality is starting to set in. But I don't know. I wonder what their true goal is, because it blows my mind that they they were escalating this from yeah. what like a hundred thousand three hundred thousand yeah. then it turns into 1.2 million yeah and then <laughs> five million or yeah. whatever yeah. and then people still complaining that's not enough i heard a guy say the other day they want the 1.2 million dollar check and 40 acres of land apiece right <laughs> i mean what yeah, i i want a lot of things yeah there's a lot it of things i mean that you or anybody deserves anything right were you a slave no well, well, how are you in California impacted, and how are you impacted by anybody else that right in California specifically never slavery never yeah, went to California. So I'm like, OK, eh, that's not to say people haven't moved know. out there, but yeah. whatever. It's I just, hate even talking about the slavery topic because it's so it's it's so dumb the way that we are. Yeah, we're looking at we we're judging history through the lens of modernity and it's just like yeah i'm sorry you need to understand all that went into mm -hmm. the abolition of slavery right it's fantastic the irish like, we, nobody <laughs> nobody supported supports slavery no i mean right. nobody says yeah there's that nobody that says, nobody says hey that's that a great idea thing. let's do it nobody says <laughs> i wish that, that that was still happening right no i'm sorry so stop yeah. Just and you don't deserve anything. Nobody deserves anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. Um, because and it's and and there's no point in relinquishing to these crazy demanding people because it there's it's it'll never be enough. Right. Nothing will be enough. Nothing right. you do will be enough. Right. And they've shown that, and they're showing that now by by yeah. you know continuing to put so it's whatever yeah. um I, I don't like I, I don't i don't think i've uh <laughs> covered that very well but like it just frustrates me because it, it is just craziness 
You're never going to make anybody happy. And you've created this by telling everybody how much of a victim that they are. Right. You're not helping them at all. Right. It's just the whole welfare thing. You're not helping people by giving people just handouts. You need to give them tools so that they can do things for themselves. You don't need to just give them things. Well, but the issue, the issue to me is how many programs are out there specifically designed for the minority community when you're talking about uh college programs Mm -hmm. when you're talking about housing programs when you're talking about a a whole slew of economic programs for people trade schools uh, all these things have been put in place i mean go look for a grant Mm -hmm. go look for a grant to start a small business right i would i would I would guess that 50% or more are minority small business grants because that's what they're pushing. So it's not like these opportunities aren't out there already. You just have to want it and you have to want to do the work because it's not just that they're going to hand you money. It's you. There's a lot of work that goes into building a business. There's a lot of work that goes into maintaining a business, having employees, uh, doing all these things, they don't want that part of it. They want the money part. They want the, oh, I w- I'm a business owner. I started my own business, but they don't want the rest of it. They don't want the work. And that's not, I'm not, what I'm not, I'm not saying that minorities are lazy, but by and large, these programs are out there specifically designed. Like you, you, if you ever go on, if you ever go on the website and look at the, the federal grant website, the specific criteria to apply for that particular grant is there. Most of the ones I read are either small business or minority small business. Those are usually, those are generally the two grant categories that you can apply for. And most of them, most of them are minority small business grant programs. So, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that can increase. Now, what's not going to help you? What's not going to help you get those things is a criminal record. Hmm. What's not going to help you get those things is massive debt. What's not going to help you get those things is uh, not educating yourself and teaching yourself how to be successful. Uh, you know, if you're if you if you live a life of playing the victim, that's going to be your life. Yeah, I mean, you're just not going to be successful. And if you notice the the minorities that are like what's her name, Sunny Houston or Houston or Houston, or however, however the fuck she pronounces it. Um, she's already successful. So it's easy for her. It's easy for Whoopi Goldberg to sit out there and tell you that you're a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without. That's where it all comes from, though. It yeah. comes from yeah. the either white liberals, the, six, the elites, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, who who are exactly they're preaching but yeah. they're 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 offended on behalf of other people right right it's just it's yeah. absurd yeah uh, but they're but you know no one ever asked what you go well you know if we're such an oppressive nation why are you where you're at exactly uh hey sunny if we're such an oppressive nation how did you how did you manage to get on tv hey you know what what was that girl's name that was on the lady's name that was on espn uh jamal jamul Jam- uh, jamil, jamil i want to say bell but 
yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you create, you cry and scream racism all the time. The but how did you get? How did you get to where you were? If that's true, all these professional athletes. How did you get to where you were? If that's mm -hmm. true, if this, if everything is so systemically racist, uh, systemically racist in this country, how did you all manage to be in that very Top ten percent that you're always bitching about, or top one percent that you're always bitching about. Jamil Hill, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but but that's always my question: is well, then explain to me how you got there, and they'll never tell you because I worked hard. No, no. You know, they. I, I don't know. Uh, so it, that's always it's always confusing to me that those are the people that are spouting it the loudest. Yeah. Um, and they're telling you, the person sitting at home, the person who's on public assistance, the person who can't pay your electric bill, the person who can't find housing, uh, they're the ones telling you that you're a victim. But they're not. Right. I mean, Oprah. Oprah is a beautiful example. You, you are a billionaire. A billionaire. If we're such a systemically racist country, and, yeah, how is that possible? I don't think it was just minorities that are supporting you. There's a an awful lot of white people <laughs> that were supporting you. Right. An awful lot of white people voted for Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's just really not doing anybody any favors. Indoctrinating and, and uh, turning everybody into victims is awful. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't help our country. No, um, certainly does not. Yeah, you need to let people know that, hey, you're, you're born in America. You have American privilege. Uh, and that's all the privilege you need to worry about. And not everybody has the same opportunities. Uh, the goal is to try to give everybody as many opportunities as possible. But right. Everybody's in different situations, but take advantage of what you have. Well, and that's and, why the conversation changed from equality to equity. Oh, yeah. Equality means everyone starts off on the same foot and you make your own. Equity means, well, we don't give a shit what you did or what you didn't do. Everyone gets the same. And so that's why the narrative now is not equality. It's equity. Right. So, hey, before we go, I just wanted to plug this one more time. Uh, starting tomorrow, uh, if you have not registered, uh, uh, Jen Charlton from the Jen Charlton Show uh, is having her... Uh, first health and wellness summit starting this weekend. It's uh, you can go online. It's called restoring health in a toxic world. You can go to HTTPS www.evenbright.com slash E slash restoring dash health dash in dash a dash toxic dash world dash registration and sign up for it and join her. Uh, this weekend, like I said, I think I said uh, last time, she has uh, some uh, medical doctors on there. They're going to be just, she has two medical doctors, uh, a medical examiner, three legislators, and they're all going to talk about issues facing us from chemical toxic burns, COVID, the negative effects of shots and treatments, and a tainted food supply, and how to get healthier in spite of all, in spite of everything. Uh, so go sign up for that, um, and, and pop in. Uh, I think, I think there's a $50 registration fee. I'm not sure that might be wrong, but go on and, and look at it. And if you're interested, 
jump on in. Um, it sounds like it's going to be uh, uh, an interesting event with uh, some Virginia, uh, legislators on there. Uh, if you're going to be in the area, it's a, it's in Gettysburg. Um, so you can probably go to that website and also find out exactly the location, time, and uh, what's going to be uh, on the agenda at a time that you might want to go. But, hey, thanks a lot. Hey, this is Friday. Next Tuesday, we should be good. No, oh, no, no, no. I'll be in. I'll be in Colorado. That's right, Jimmy. Well, I'll be good. Jimmy may or may not be good. I don't know. You bringing your laptop? Uh, I mean, we can do it, but I don't know. Yeah. No, probably not, because I have another laptop I have to bring. <laughs> so uh, we'll you guys might be stuck with me next Tuesday. Sorry, um, but uh, we will definitely see you then. Jimmy, have a good night. All right. Thanks, Chris. See you.